Welcome back to the Thrive Forever Fit Show. I am your host, Jay Nixon. And today, guys, I am upset. I'm not upset at you, but I'm upset with the way we are looking at things, the way our society is perceiving things. And I'm going to get into that very, very shortly. But it's, it's kind of like what my buddy's dad from East Texas used to always call. He used to always say, I've got the red ass. And I guess what that means is I'm irritated. Like I'm upset with the way things are going. And I'm going to tell you why. And I think, I hope, and this better disrupt the way you think And by the end of this conversation, I hope you're inspired and I hope you decide to take some action and transform your behavior and the way you think regarding the topic that we're going to talk about today. And that is our health. Now, I want to start off by talking about a conversation that I overheard at the local big box gym that I go to from time to time. So I'm in there the other day and I happened to overhear this conversation before I get my headphones in, before I get cranked up for my workout. And it goes just like this. I hear this person say, I've got to get my eating habits under control. I'm all over the freaking place. I mean, I will absolutely eat whatever. This person looks like your average American, probably 20 to 40 pounds overweight. You know, good for them. They're in the gym. They're doing something. They're trying to make themselves better. But this conversation went like this. I've got to get my eating habits under control. I'm all over the place. And then they follow it up and say, I mean, if my mom serves me three different servings of enchiladas, I'll eat them all. I'll eat everything she puts in front of me. Now, first and foremost, this made my jaw drop because that sounds ridiculous. Secondly, this person talking was probably in their 50s. And I kept thinking, I started thinking, what in the blue hell is a 50-year-old getting served food by their mother for? If anything, they should be serving their mother food. I mean, that's that's for a different topic, but that's just the mentality. Like, what are we doing as a society where we will just shove anything down our pie hole that is put in front of us and then go to the gym and make a statement like that. Like, I've got to get my eating under control. Well, no shit, you got to get your eating under control. It sounds like you got to get a lot of things under control. But that, unfortunately, is the picture of us, of the average American. And I'm going to hit you with some statistics in a minute that are going to blow your mind. If they don't blow your mind, That's a bigger problem. That's a bigger issue. But I hope you leave this conversation. And that's what I feel like. I feel like we're having a conversation, even though I'm the one doing all the talking. I'm just assuming that you are intrigued by this and you are into this and you're talking back to me when it's coming out of your speakers. And I hope that you're in agreements with me. And even if you're not, I hope it at least ignites some thought process in your brain and makes you start to think a little bit differently about the way we're looking at stuff. I was telling the tribe the other day, here's one of the big issues. I see it all the time. You see it on Facebook. You hear it out in the world. You see it on the telethons, on TV, everywhere. Like we are hell bent on finding a cure for everything. Can we agree on that? Like we, we will donate money. We will donate time. We will scream it from the rooftops. We will start GoFundMe pages. We will go fund anything to try to find a cure for things, but we won't spend a second on prevention. Am I right? We will not spend a second on prevention. We won't spend a second just eating better, getting off of the couch, like doing things better so that you don't need the cure for certain things. Now, I'm not talking about the outliers, guys. I'm not talking about people who get heart disease 
just because randomly they got heart disease, but they were really healthy. I'm not talking about the person who gets the random cancer, but has been super healthy their whole life. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about preventable diseases. I'm talking about chronic diseases that are preventable. And I'm going to give you an example of what made me start thinking about this was I had a guy in my program not too long ago, a guy I actually went to high school with. He joined my weight loss wellness program for six weeks, had a great, had great success, losing weight, getting healthier and everything. And then he said, Hey Jay, I can't afford to do the program anymore. I'm going to save money so I can go on this trip. Guess what? Six weeks later, heart attack, dead, never got to go on the trip. That should be mind-blowingly, eye-dropping, whatever the, the cliche is to you. The value of your health is exponentially more than any trip you will ever go on because eventually, if you don't take care of yourself, you'll never get to go on that trip. I just found out the other day, a guy that I knew from high school, he was one of my brother's best friends, died of a heart attack at the age of 49. And I was re- as I was reading through some of the, the Facebook quotes and the things that people were saying, somebody had said that he had always said he'd rather die young than worry about watching what he ate and exercising. He'd rather eat the foods that he wanted to eat than exercise and, and try to keep his weight under control. One of my client's fathers, 55 years old, just had a stroke the other day. Guys, this is devastating. These are 40, 49, and 55 years old. These are young people that aren't taking care of themselves and are leaving a trail of carnage in the aftermath. Because you see, like I think about what this person said, like I'd rather die young than worry about watching what I eat. Well, the problem with that is you leave a you leave destruction behind you. It's not just about you. Like you leave a family, you leave kids, you leave loved ones, you leave a lot of people that now have to live in heartache and agony because you didn't want to take care of yourself. So I think we have a responsibility, unless we're just one of those people that wants to live in a cabin, never have contact with a human being, not get married, not have kids, anything, then absolutely knock yourself out. Like go out in the woods, do whatever you want to do, you're not responsible to anybody. Nobody cares about you, whatever it is. Then that's cool. That, that mindset at that stage is totally acceptable. Knock yourself out. But anytime you have family, you have people in your life, that's not an acceptable thing to say. It's not acceptable to not take care of yourself. And it's also not acceptable to just want cures for things when prevention is on the for, should be on the forefront of every one of our minds. I'm going to give you some statistics now that are going to blow your face off. And if they don't, then maybe I'm the crazy person. We'll figure that out later on. These are stats, guys, from the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. These are not my, this is not my data. I did not make this up. 40% of all adults in the United States are obese. That's crazy. 40% of adults in the United States are obese. 20% of adolescents in the United States are obese. That's as ages 10 to 19. So 20% of the adolescents in the U.S. ages 10 to 19 are obese. This generation of children is the first generation in history that has a shorter life expectancy than their parents. Set on that for a second. It's 2018. We, we are the most technologically advanced culture in the world. We have more resources than ever. 
And this generation of children has a lower life expectancy, a shorter life expectancy than their parents. If you are a parent, if you're not a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're anyone who even knows what a kid is, this should freak you out. This should blow your mind. And the answer is not in a cure. Yes, we need cures. Again, if you're one of those people that wants to, is going to get in on side of this conversation and say, well, why does he want cures? Like, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. We need to still work like heck to get everything cured that's possible to be cured. But my point is prevention. And if today's children have a shorter life expectancy than their parents, prevention is the only way we're going to fix that issue. Check this out. 100 million Americans are pre-diabetic or have type 2 diabetes. 100 million. That is one-third of our population. Goes right back to 40% of our adults in the United States are obese. 20% of adolescents in the United States are obese. One-third of our population, guys, is pre-diabetic. That means basically on the verge of being diabetic or has type 2 diabetes. That's crazy. The statistics statistics even go to show that 88% of people that have prediabetes don't even know it because they don't get routine checkups and routine blood work because they have their head in the sand. They would rather not know. They know they're not feeling good. They know they're lethargic. They know they're overweight. They know their body doesn't feel right, but yet they're not going to go get checked out and make a drastic preventable change. See, what preventable diseases are considered as, like heart disease is considered a preventable disease. Um, Cancer is considered a preventable disease in some senses. Type 2 diabetes, obesity, those are preventable chronic diseases based on the CDC standards, not Jay Nixon. So if you want to be pissed about that, be pissed at the CDC, not me. I'm just simply providing you with stats and data. The CDC also says once someone becomes pre-diabetic, the average length of time it takes before they become a full-blown type 2 diabetic is less than five years. That's good news and bad news. That means even if you are pre-diabetic today, you can reverse it. You can stop it. Don't wait to get diabetes and then try to figure out the problem. I've got several diabetics inside of my program. And now with through some massive lifestyle changes, They are now on the verge of not even being diabetic anymore. They're at the minimum dosage required to keep their body functioning with their type 2 diabetes because they've lost a massive amount of weight. They've gotten themselves completely healthy. They're no longer in carbohydrate intoxication, and they're living at their maximum self. So it's reversible. These things are preventable and fixable, but don't wait until you get it. I guarantee if we polled every type 2 diabetic in my program, they would say, holy crap, I wish I would have done this before because I wouldn't have gone through the crap that I've gone through. Check this out. The average cost to treat one single patient with type 2 diabetes is $14,000 a year. $14,000 a year. Just do some simple math. If If 100 million Americans are pre-diabetic or have type 2 diabetes, and it costs $14,000. Did I say $14 million while ago? I might have. It's $14,000 a year to treat a single patient with type 2 diabetes. And 100 million Americans are pre-diabetic or have type 2 diabetes. Do the math on that. We are going to bankrupt our healthcare system with one single disease, one single preventable disease. 
one single preventable disease, we were going to bankrupt our entire healthcare system. The other day I was talking about this, and one of my clients even said, it's like, oh, I wish there was a cure for type 2 diabetes. Well, there's prevention for it. And that's the whole, that's the whole purpose and the point of this rant is you can prevent these things, guys. Like it doesn't have to get this way. And that's, that's, what I'm really, that's what I really want you to gather from this conversation is that let, it's time to take a stand for yourself. It's time to prevent the things that are preventable so that you can live the life that you want to live. It goes back to that cost thing that my client who passed away at 40 years old from a heart attack said. He said, I can't afford, basically this is what he said. I'm going to paraphrase. I can't afford to take care of myself because I need to save the money to go on a trip. Think about that. But the average cost to take care of a diabetic, what, let me ask you this question. What if you became a type 2 diabetic and you were solely responsible for that $14,000 a year? Insurance didn't pay for it. Would that change your viewpoint on getting type 2 diabetes? Let's just say that every, you had to pay for everything out of pocket. Like then would that change your viewpoint? Then would you have a different um, perception of the value of taking care of yourself? Would you have a different perception of the value of, of, of working out, of eating healthy, of investing your money in a self-care prevention program? I bet you would. If you were solely responsible for paying for all those medical bills, once you got a preventable disease, I guarantee you would make a different decision based on the financial ramifications that would, that would be upon you. So treat, treat it as if that is the case. Treat prevention, treat your workouts, treat your nutrition, treat yourself and personal development as an investment in never having to live a life that is dictated by a disease. The value in that cannot be, you can't even put a number on it. One in two Americans, guys, has a chronic disease. One out of every two Americans has a chronic disease. That means they have heart disease, cancer, type 2 diabetes, obesity, or another preventable disease. One out of every two. One out of every four has more than one. One out of every four Americans has, a, has multiple chronic diseases, meaning they have obesity and two type 2 diabetes, meaning they have heart disease and obesity, heart disease and two type 2 diabetes. Those are staggering statistics. The last one's absolutely crazy. 30% of children in the United States has a chronic disease. 30% of our kids have a chronic disease. Heart disease, cancer, type 2 diabetes, obesity, or another preventable chronic disease. Guess what it was in 1994? It's 30% today. In 1994, it was 13%. That increase, guys, is staggering, and it's on the rise. If 100 million Americans have prediabetes and type 2 diabetes, if 40% of our adults and 20% of our adolescents are obese, that number, that 30% in the next 5 to 10 years is going to be closer to 40 to 50%. These are catastrophic statistics that if they don't wake you up, if they don't shake you at the core of just who you are as a human, 
then we got then there's there's a problem. We have a much bigger problem than me being irritated by our lack of care of taking care of ourselves. And so what I implore you to do is re-listen to this. So you can hear those statistics with just depth and clarity. Re-listen so you can hear those statistics and write them down. Write down every one of those statistics that I just gave you. Research them. If you don't believe me, research them. You will find them. They're not made up. They're the real deal. And the CDC is probably a little bit behind. These numbers are probably worse than what I'm telling you. And so based on that, guys, we have got to make some drastic changes. And yes, we need to keep searching like crazy for cures, but we need to do a much better job of prevention. We need to do a much better job of self-care and we need to stop relying on the medical field and the medical community to take care of us once we get something that is preventable. And I'm not talking about being crazy. I'm not talking about going on crash diets. I'm not talking about everybody joining the craziest gym you can find and doing all. I'm talking about making some logical decisions about your health. Do you need to eat ice cream every night? No. Do you need donuts at the office every morning? No. Do you need to sit on the couch every day instead of getting off your ass and going to work out? No. Like make some decisions about yourself and about your family that are going to give you a longer life, longevity. And not only just longevity, but a life that's worth living. A life that's not cut short by heart disease, by a heart attack when you're 40 or 49 years old. I mean, these two dudes, I knew them both. I went to school with them both. They had another 40 to 50 years left in the tank that they don't get, their families don't get, their kids don't get. That's unacceptable. It's unacceptable not to take these things seriously. It's unacceptable not to put your health at the forefront of your thought process, at the forefront of your action. Invest in yourself, guys. Invest in, and I'm not just talking about financial investment. I'm talking about invest your time, your most valuable resource in yourself in keeping yourself from getting one of these preventable diseases, from keeping your family from getting one. If you have a kid and you just heard that statistic that 30%, where's it at? 30% of children in the United States have a chronic disease. I know you don't want your kid to be in that 30%. If you just heard the statistic that this is the first generation of children that will not, that have a shorter life expectancy than their parents, that should blow your mind. If you have a 10 to 19-year-old and you hear that 20% of them are obese, I know you don't want that for your kid. Because guess what? If they're in those, if they're in those statistics right now, then they're going to end up being one of those 100 plus a million, 100 million Americans that have diabetes or type 2 diabetes. They're going to be one of those people that live with one of these preventable diseases. Well, I shouldn't even use the word live. They're going to be one of these people that exist with one of these preventable diseases until they expire because they didn't take care of themselves because they weren't given the tools and the resources by their family and their parents to take care of themselves. So it's our job 
to stop these statistics in our youth, in our adolescents, and in our kids. And the only way to do that is by stopping them within ourselves. Like we have to be the change that we want to see. And it's absolutely unacceptable. And if this irritates you that I'm, that you're, I'm saying all these things and I'm giving you these statistics, good. I'm happy it does because maybe then it will cause you to make a change. If, it, if me, you getting irritated at me makes you make a change, I'm absolutely all for it. But my job here is to disrupt your way of thinking and the current way of thinking as it relates to these types of preventable diseases is unacceptable. And we need to get inspired to make a drastic change. And we need to transform ourselves into being better human beings so that these numbers go drastically down and they go down in a hurry. Because it's the only way we will not bankrupt our, our society by bankrupting our healthcare system. It's the only way. Guys, I hope, I hope, I hope that this makes you think. I hope it irritates you as much as it irritates me. I hope it causes you to get up off the couch tonight, today, this morning, whenever you're listening to this, and I hope it makes you take some action. I hope it makes you make it a better decision at lunch. I hope it makes you better. I hope it makes you avoid the donuts and the pizza in the break room. And I hope it makes you encourage someone else to do the same thing. Let's lead each other out of this problem that we're in, and it's the only way it's going to happen. No one is going to save us. No medical system, no drug, nothing is going to save us. We have to save ourselves. That's it, guys. Rant over. I hope, I pray that you got something out of this that makes you make a change. So until next time, I love you. Take care of yourself. Let's be better. See ya.